0: as hell and I wanna get ill so I go to a place where my home boys chill. Bells out there trying to make that dollar. I pulled up in the 64. And- All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Board is Hell podcast. I'm Adam McDonald with Big Shiny Robot. And
1: I am Andy Wilson, also a big shiny robot.
0: And this week, uh, pleasantly uh, kind of happy to say that we have two pretty good movies. Uh, We've got Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which is the uh, naughty comedy with Zac Efron and Adam Levine. And then also the family-friendly Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Andy, tell us about Mike and Dave.
1: Well, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. The title tells you pretty much everything you need to know. Uh, Adam Levine and Zac Efron play a couple of successful brothers who are kind of dumb bro types Uh, they own a successful liquor distribution business and so they're fairly well off but they're kind of dumb but they're kind of sweet and innocent at the same time but they don't really know what's up their problem is at big family events they tend to get competitive with one another especially trying to hit on girls and bad things happen uh, not just wackiness ensues, but mass destruction ensues. So, their younger sister Jeannie is getting married and their dad, played by Steven Root, comes to them and says, we're not gonna have you ruin your sister's wedding. You find some nice girls and you bring them as dates to this this location wedding in Hawaii that we're doing. What do they do? Like I said, they're not very bright. They're like, how do we meet nice girls? Oh, the internet. That's how we reach a lot of people. So where what are where where do we go? Tinder, OKCupid, Match dot Craigslist. Let's put it on Craigslist. Uh, that you can Wait, come really? and be our dick. Craigslist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist.
1: And their their logic is, is pretty flawless. They're like, We found this couch on Craigslist. You love that oh, couch. Oh well, there you go. I, I do love that couch. <laughs> so um like I said, they're kinda sweet and innocent, even though they're they're, uh, they're, they're kind of douches at the same time. But uh, <laughs> so they put they're, this ad They're out. lovable douches. Exactly. That, that is the best way to put it. Um, they put out this ad and it goes viral. Uh, they end up on the Wendy Williams show. And who should see it but the lovely Anna Kendrick, who was just two months before left at the altar by her fiancé and her best friend played by Aubrey Plaza and they are also kind of lovable, 'er ne'er-do-well, awful people. Um, It's really great because from the beginning you can see that these people are kind of made for each other. They're not super bright, they're kind of lost, and wackiness ensues as they say, hey, we're gonna trick these guys and tell them that we're nice girls because they wouldn't take us. They want nice girls, so we're going to pretend to be nice girls. I'm going to pretend to be a teacher. You pretend to be a hedge fund manager, and let's let's go on a vacation to Hawaii and have a great time. And of course, while they are in Hawaii, all sorts of terrible things happen that uh, work to kind of ruin the wedding. So that is that is the movie in a nutshell. But it's not the it's not the destination. It's the journey and all sorts of terrible, awful things happen along the way. Uh, this movie's pretty fun. Uh, was directed by Jay Sismansky, who is uh, known for doing mostly things with funnier or Die and uh, kind of that, that group of people. And so this feels a little bit like a lot of funnier or Die skits kind of put together, but it's done very well. And so it's funny, but it is not quite as endearing or cohesive as something like, say, Wedding Crashers, which this obviously has an affinity for. They even make fun of the fact that this is a lot like Wedding Crashers in uh, in the movie itself. So they kind of know what's going on, but they're having a good time while they do it. This isn't a perfect movie, but it's pretty funny. And the four leads are just so endearing that no matter how awful they are, they're just fun to watch. And uh, no matter how awful the things that they're doing are, you have a great time watching them. So go in and keep your brain turned off, of course, but laugh along with the terrible sociopathic hijinks of, of this wicked foursome.
0: And see, that was one of the things that annoyed me so badly about Neighbors 2. Zach Efron has great comic timing. He's a really... Mm-hmm. He's, as much as people may hate to admit it, you know, post-high school musical days, he's a good actor, and he's really got great comedic timing, and he's... Again, he was just so wasted in that film that... Uh, pairing him with Adam Devine, who I think is hilarious, from uh, Workaholics, and then his kind of okay show, he's got on Comedy Central right now, uh, but the two of them together just seem to play off each other like crazy and really draw out each other's inner comedic demon I guess you could say.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fun because there there is this beautiful relationship between the two of them where they they're competitive with one another as brothers, but they also love one another and the fact that they've stuck up for each other. So it, this movie tries to have a heart, and it, it's okay, but it's not like it's not the best thing in the world. I I feel like again, Wedding Crashers nailed that much better, and a number of other Judd Apatow movies have been able to to create that uh, previously. So, but but this is pretty good. So I, I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I, I think that you know we have had a lot of R-rated comedies that have really tried to use their R ratings well, and not many have done extremely well in that. I feel this pushes the envelope in a lot of ways. There's a very funny, very graphic scene of Kumail Nanjiani, who you may know from either his podcast or uh, Silicon Valley, as a masseuse at this resort, giving a very erotic massage to the bride-to-be. And it is... Hilarious and awful in all of the bad ways. So, uh, you know, like I said, this pushes the envelope and it goes there, and it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so, again, it's it's a raunchy comedy. It sounds fun, uh, and it was actually one that I was very upset that I couldn't see this week because I was, or not last week, because so I was really looking forward to it. Um, however, a movie that you can go and take your whole family to see because it's not raunchy. Well, yep. for the most part, there's a couple jokes that uh, the adults will get that the kids won't. would be The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, So this is the new animated film by Illumination Studios. Uh, We know them from Despicable Me, 1, 2, and the Minion movie. Uh, And this does start with a five-minute Minion short. Trust me, just get through it. Uh, For me, at least, it was painful to watch. Uh, And in no way, shape, or form. You like that? I did not. Oh, oh, I was sitting there with some friends of ours, and I just wanted to kill myself. (laughs) Oh.
1: Uh, uh, granted, it, it's not as good as other Minion stuff, but I, I thought it was kind of cute.
0: So so anyway, so Brooks, I mean, uh, Andy liked it. I didn't. Uh, but get through that, and then we get into the actual story of The Secret Life of Pets, which is just what it sounds like. It's the story of a dog named Max, who's voiced by Louis C.K. He lives in New York with his owner, Katie. And uh, he's really happy, having a great life, doing stuff with her. And then she brings home a new dog. Duke, voiced by Eric Stone Street, who we know from Modern Family, and Duke's big dog, and he was rescued from the pound, and basically the two of them start to have a turf war, and when all is said and done, one day they're out being walked, and they get away and get captured by the dog. Like, the animal control people get caught up with a bunch of animals who are flushed down the drain, kind of like the animal outcasts, who are led by a uh, evil bunny named Snowball, who is voiced hilariously by Kevin Hart, and uh, pretty much steals the movie for every single shot that they're in. And it's basically the adventure is of them trying to get home and trying to get back to Katie and eventually bonding and becoming friends. Uh, meanwhile, they're also now being looked for by uh, all their neighborhood and apartment dwelling cats and dogs and birds led by uh, Gidget, who is voiced by Jenny Slate, uh, who's kind of in love with Max, won't really say it, but everyone kind of knows. And yeah, so they go looking for them while the other dogs are trying to come home. And much like we mentioned with Mike and Dave, wackiness ensues. Andy, what did you think about this movie?
1: I I felt like the premise is so strong that it's really hard to go wrong with this. Pets do things and have a secret life that we don't know about while we're gone. And all of that stuff is great. I felt like the rest of it was a little formulaic. It's like, okay, this is kind of like the odd couple and then they have to find their way home, and of course they're going to end up becoming friends. That's fine, I guess, because it's children's entertainment and it doesn't matter if it's a little bit formulaic. But this felt a little bit too on the nose formula for me. That being said, the animation was gorgeous. The voice cast, oh my gosh, this is an amazing, amazing voice cast. You already mentioned Kevin Hart. Who Kevin Hart was the best part of this movie, which begs the question why are we spending our time with Louis CK and Eric Stone Street and that part of the secret life of pets, why don't we just have a snowball movie? I'm sure we will eventually get Oh, I, I can
0: there's spin We can I can yeah. tell there's gonna be
1: <laughs> There's definitely going to be spin-offs, but Albert Albert Brooks shows up has a Peregrine Falcon. Oh my gosh. He's great uh Dana carvey shows up uh, there there's just the voice acting talent that they put into this movie was so amazing, and I felt like as much talent as there was there it didn't quite rise to that to that level and and I felt like as much as they tried to elevate the material it didn't it didn't quite go there. That being said, this is a really good movie and guaranteed to. Absolutely delight kids. Uh, it It's definitely made for kids and it won't annoy adults. So I, I think they, they hit that sweet spot incredibly well.
0: And see, it was kind of weird for me, and this might be this is definitely something the adults will notice more than the kids, but there are certain people whose voices when they do voice acting are so distinct that you can't help but realize it's them. Like, you know, when Seth Rogen was the alien in Paul, I mean you couldn't help but see Seth Rogen doing the lines and, and acting the part out. Yeah. And for me, at least, because I'm a huge Louis C.K. fan, uh, not only of his stand-up, but also his TV show, uh, every time Max opened his mouth, I couldn't help but think Louis C.K. sitting there doing doing the voice. Um, Eric Stone Street, however, he kind of disappeared into his role and became his own character, and that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I but,
1: didn't even know. I was like, no, whoa. neither did I. That was Cam from Modern Family? All and right. I had no
0: clue that Dana Carvey was Pops, because he, yeah. again, just actually was doing a voice. So I think as much as, you know, these people are, are good actors and they can do things, they kind of need to, when they're doing this kind of work, become the character instead of letting the character become them, if that makes sense. Because that's, and again, maybe some people can't do that, and it's not really a slap on them, but maybe the, the casting director could have, you know, found someone who could do that a bit more, but... No, actually, the, the weird thing for me that kind of... Uh, it was a minor annoyance, and it wasn't... It barely distracted from the movie, was uh, I love the fact that for the first, I'd say, two-thirds of the movie, I mean, the animals really act like animals. And you know, when you're watching this, you totally be like, oh yeah, my cat does this, or my dog does this, or everything else. Um, and then towards the end of the movie, now they're driving cars and doing all kinds of crazy stuff, like we saw in, in Finding Dory. And you kind of expect that in the a kid's movie about pets, but at the same time, because the whole first, you know, be, most of the movie didn't really rely on that, I kind of thought maybe they wouldn't go that route, but whatever, either way, it's a lot of fun, it's really funny, um, especially if you have any of any of your pets are the same ones in the movie, like we have a pug, so of course I love the pug, and our friend uh, Brooks, they have wiener dogs, so he loved the wiener dog, uh, It's it's just, it's cute, it's funny. There are some jokes that go over the kid's head. Uh, there's a couple times where they drop, they almost drop the S-word. <laughs> and you think they do and then they don't. They say, oh, shifty. <laughs> so, there, there's some fun moments like that. But, again, it's a great movie. It's probably the best thing in theaters right now aside from, like, Finding Dory or something good for kids. So, I'm sure you've seen that. Take them to see this. They'll have a good time. I'm, I'm at a pretty strong 8 on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit lower. I'm at a 7.5 out of 10. I... I think that the bar has been raised so much this year for children's entertainment by Zootopia and by The Jungle Book that mm-hmm. I, as, as much as I think that Illumination has really hit their stride and this is one of their strongest movies that they've put out Oh there, yeah,
0: because well, you do know what I thought about the Minions movie. <laughs> yeah, we
1: and, do. And I kind of like that. This is definitely better. And this is, this is an amazing film that everyone is going to enjoy. And it's, it's just, it's okay that it's not Citizen Kane. Not everything has to be Citizen Kane, right? Um, but, but that being said, yeah, seven and a half out of ten.
0: Cool. So again, overall, pretty good movies this week. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates is a fun uh, maybe date night for mom and dad or dad and dad or mom and mom, whoever's out there. Uh and then when they oh go
1: There is some mom and mom action in this movie. Oh really? Um, yeah, there is. <laughs> I told you
0: they <laughs> go in there.
1: And uh yeah, so uh definitely there there is some some good some good adult times in this movie. <laughs>
0: So, go see that on date night, and then the next day you can take your kids to go see Secret Life of Pets, and you'll probably have just about as much fun as they do. So, uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. Kind of a short episode, but again, not too much came out. Everything's still kind of dealing with Finding Dory and um, all the other kind of big blockbusters. But next week we've got The Infiltrator, which is the drug narc movie with Brian Cranston. Lights Out, the horror movie about a ghost that haunts you when lights go off. And of course, what we've been waiting for for a couple years now, we've got the new Ghostbusters movie, which I'm Yay. very excited for, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you about next week. Uh, but until then, hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon. Punk ass trippin', but it's alright. score key, he's gonna fly, punk ass fly.